Just a heads up, y'all, this episode contains mature content and potty mouth language that you might not want your mama or little kids to hear. But the story is a doozy, so you might want to put on headphones or save it for later. Welcome to the All Y'all Podcast. I'm Chris J. And I'm Sarah Abair. All Y'all is a podcast and live storytelling event series that Chris and I produce independently right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. This episode features storyteller Anwar Fikri in a funny and cringe-inducing tale of what can go wrong the moment you attempt to fit in with your peers. But before we get to Anwar's story, we'd like to take a moment to thank our season sponsor, Maryland's Place. Maryland's Place is a Cajun and Creole restaurant located at 4041. Fern Avenue in Shreveport. Maryland's has something that no one else in town has, and that's Prosecco on tap. And I'm here to tell you, nothing goes better with a gigantic pile of curry fried catfish than a nice glass of champagne from a keg. To keep up with their nightly specials, live music, and more, like Maryland's Place on Facebook. And before any of you send us notes, yes, we know Prosecco's not champagne, but get over yourself. It's it's bubbly, it's fizzy, and it's on a keg. <laughs> it's like you can be a frat bro <laughs> with class. Here, okay, here's Anwar Fikri with a story that we're calling the FNG. Stick around after the story for a quick update from Anwar. This is a story about the beginning of my career and uh, when I first joined the Air Force. So I was 21, uh, living at home with my moms and dad and brother and sister, and I was losing my mind a little bit. So I joined the Air Force, right, for the educational benefits and really actually just to get out of my parents' reign of terror. So I went to basic training, which was piece of cake for me because my mom yelled way more than those guys. Quick side story from basic. Like I said, it was pretty easy for me. I was prepared for like Marine Corps boot camp and from because both of my, I had a cousin and a friend who both joined the Marines and they gave me all these warnings and Air Force basic is just not as intense at all. But I was in the bathroom mopping as we do, whistling, having a good old time and my MTI walks in, a uh, military training instructor, and he's uh, looking around. He looks in the trash can, and someone threw away, like, their PT shirt. And he goes, who threw this away? I was like, looked at it, and I, I shrugged my shoulders and went, I don't know, man. That's pretty messed up. That's not how you're supposed to talk to them at all. So this is what I saw, was a knife hand come around my face, which meant I had to get into the position of attention and I got put on my face. It was like the most intense PT session I've ever had. From then on, basic wasn't as easy as, I, as it had been for the time being. Uh, but this story is not about uh, basic training or tech school, which is what you do right after basic training. Um, and during that time, you, you, all you talk about is getting into the real Air Force. That means going to your first duty station and actually learning to do your job and uh, doing that. Uh, so I was stationed in Goldsboro, North Carolina, uh, Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, aptly named because of the guy to girl ratio. Um, <laughs> aircraft fuel systems apprentice at the time. Uh, that means I fixed jets. I fixed, we, there's F-15s there. And so when I first got there, you're the FNG, right? You're the fucking new guy. And you're that until you can make yourself not that. And that's, that was hard to figure out. 
all the other guys, they would joke and laugh and all that. And when you're there, you can't just like chime in with a similar story or laugh at somebody's joke. Like you gotta be quiet and just pay attention and learn and absorb things. So I'm keeping my ear out, tr um, trying to find a way to like get into their, the inner circle, <laughs> right? We have to volunteer when we're in the Air Force. It's part of like the whole airman concept. A volunteer opportunity came up and it, it gets sent as an email, hey, there's the Iron Kids Triathlon happening in Raleigh. Anybody want to go, send me an email. And so I start probing around, like, hey, is anybody going to that? One guy's like, no, it's gay, dude. I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, sorry for asking you. Wrong guy. Uh, then I found out a few guys were going, and it's guys that I respected and liked. Found out the shop chief was going. I was like, okay. And uh, then I was like, I'm, I'm in. So enough people were there that I was like, all right, I'm going to go in here. And I'm gonna, we're, this is my first time hanging out with these guys outside of work, outside of the context of work. We're just going to go volunteer. We met up. Our shop chief, uh, he drove us all up in his truck. And we went and did the Iron Kids tri Triathlon. And what we did was uh, we, they gave us Iron Kids Triathlon t-shirts. And we set up the areas. And we helped the kids along. Like we're, some of us were road guards, all that stuff. And it was great. It was fun. And actually, it was pretty insane. Like these ten eight-year-old kids doing a triathlon that most of us couldn't do myself included by the way while I was coming down um, I met a girl she went to college at UNC and she was cool and we just talked as we like tore everything down and asked her about her major and she asked me about the Air Force and we were having a good time as that was happening I kind of look over and my guys are going like yo check out the new kid right and I'm feeling great about that because I'm like yo if I pick this girl up in front of these guys, I'm in. There's no way. <laughs> so it's going great. I'm talking to this girl, and uh, we all, we're all sitting in the grass. All the work's done. We're just hanging out now, right, uh, waiting for the final things to, like, go into trucks and stuff like that. I get her number, right? Like, I, it's like, hey, you're really cool. I'd love for you to come back to Raleigh and see me. I'm like, yeah, that's I'd love to come up to Raleigh to see you. It'd be great. So I get her number, and then she goes, ouch, right? We were sitting in the grass. She, like, wipes uh, ants off her knee, right? And she goes, oh, no, I think those were fire ants. It's like, oh, why? She's like, I think I'm allergic to fire ants. I got to go right now. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, two minutes after she leaves, I go, ow, right? And I got bit by fire ants. I got swarmed by fire ants. And I'm not allergic to anything, right? So I'm fine. So we leave, right? <laughs> and uh, we get in our shop chief's card. He's like, hey, you guys hungry before we go back to Goldsboro? It's like an hour and 15 minutes away. Let's get some food. Cool. So we go to a McDonald's in the area, right? I order my food and I sit down and I'm like, ah, man, I'm just so hungry. It's hot out there, right, guys? Like, eh, it's not that bad. So I go and I look down take a bite of my burger, and I look up, and every time that's happening, the guys who are sitting across from me are kind of <laughs> like, whoa, dude, like, how do you feel right now? Itchy, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, you look itchy. Well, what happened? Are you allergic to, like, McDonald's? You're like, I don't think so. Oh, is it a fire ants? Every time I looked down, <laughs> it came up, 
my face swelled up another like 10%. I started to get highs around my ears, like around my armpits. I started sweat, just sweating like a crazy person, right? To the point where the guy sitting across was like, you need to go now, find some Benadryl. So I walk out into the street. I don't know where I'm at. I'm just in Raleigh somewhere. So I like walk down one block this way, and I walk down another block that way, and I find a gas station. I go into the gas station. I'm like, yeah, sir, probably like a freaking zombie. <laughs> hey, sir, you got some Benadryl? Like, dude was probably like, Jesus, yes. <laughs> so pointed me out to the Benadryl, bought some Benadryl, and then as, as I'm paying for it, my other friend's like, Ooh, he bust into the door like, oh, there you are, dude. What? Oh, my God. What happened? Where'd you go? I was like, I don't know. I'm just fine. We need to get you to a hospital now. Is it bad? Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> so he shuffles me back to the, to, the, uh, to the McDonald's. And my shop chief's like, oh, my God. They're already starting to laugh a little bit. But also, the weight of the problem is apparent. Like, I don't look good at all. So... But I don't want to inconvenience them. I'm still the effing new guy, right? So they don't want to be stuck in Raleigh because if I get admitted to a hospital, there's all this paperwork that's going to go through, and I'm going to be sitting there on an IV or whatever they're going to do to me for a while. I go, sir, we can go back to Goldsboro. He's like, are you sure? He's like, I can take you here to Raleigh. It's not a problem. Everybody will be here. Like, we got your back. But if you want to go to Goldsboro, we can go. I was like, let's go. Let's go to Goldsboro, right? So that way I don't inconvenience everybody else. So I'm in the back seat. I pop like two more Benadryl, pass out immediately. So I don't even remember the ride. But when I wake up, I've just been leaning forward, my head down, and there's a puddle of drool in my lap because I've just been knocked out. So we get to the hospital, the first sergeant's already there, right? The commander knows about the situation because they have to call. They have to fill out an incident report and all that. Just Air Force bureaucracy, you know. And I, they, all the doctor does is give me, like, their version of Benadryl, which is, like, a shot of it, and I fall asleep again. I wake up, and the first sergeant drives me home. <laughs> so that happened on a Saturday. Monday comes around, right? And I walk into work and I get a slow clap, round of applause. There he is, guys. There's the guy who ruined our Saturday, all this stuff, right? So they started like breaking my balls a lot. I'm, excuse, excuse the language, but what, it was a lot worse than that. I'm trying to get, be as tame as possible up here, but maintenance community in the Air Force, we use some colorful language, if you want to call it that. But yeah, so I got teased a lot, right? And I was snapping back, like, well, you didn't even help me. You let me go down to the wrong, like, gas station. I was lost. Well, I was still hungry, dude. I had to eat my burger. So it was just, like, finally, I was just having banter with them and just joking about this, like, crazy situation I was in. That's when I realized, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in here. <laughs> and that was huge, right? And it took, like, getting bit by fire ants for me to realize that situation. And also finding out I have a new allergy, right? That now I've got to answer that question with, yes, actually I am allergic to something when they ask me at the doctors. But it took that, right? And in that situation, when I'm bit by fire ants, I don't have time to like be nervous 
about social cues or, or like not saying something stupid or like, I'm going to get this girl or whatever that is. I'm just dealing with the situation, which means I'm just living in my own skin. See? <laughs> so, yeah, but that was uh, how I kind of became into the brotherhood of what you want to call maintenance culture in the Air Force. Uh, oh, one last thing. The number had nine digits in it. So when we talked about it and they're like, oh, well, at least you got that girl's number. And I went to go call her like the next weekend and I came in the next day. They're like, did you call her? Did you call her? Dude, I didn't even get her whole number. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't hear the end of that. So... That was Anwar Fikri, who kind of experienced all y'all from a new perspective as an aspiring stand-up comedian. So taking the stage to make people laugh was something that he's always wanted to do. We caught up with Anwar recently for a quick update on his life and career. But before we share that interview, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Maccentric. We produce all y'all with lots of Apple devices, including an iMac, a MacBook Pro, and an iPad. Sometimes we even do interviews by recording them on our iPhones. And honestly, we would not trust those devices to anyone but Mac-centric. They're local folks with a reputation for outstanding customer service and unparalleled expertise. Personally, I've worked exclusively on Macs for my entire career, and the team at Maccentric are just incredibly knowledgeable about the products that they serve us. Reach out to Thomas, Chris, and the entire team at maccentric.net to learn more or schedule an appointment. And tell them we said hi. Thank you, Maccentric. And here's an update from Anwar, conducted by phone from his new home in the Washington, D.C. area. Okay, so I am uh, separated from the Air Force, so I'm going to school. I uh, still apply to jobs. Um, I have a few interviews lined up with different like defense contracting companies and things like that. And then the main thing I'm doing is uh, stand-up comedy, like open mics. Did uh, yeah. you and the, all y'all, the skin I'm in have any part in that, or did it, it was a big group for you? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's still the biggest group I ever like performed to. And uh, I thought I would be more relaxed about it because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'd done a bunch of open mics, but it was fun. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of the, the, this thing happened where I just kind of saw like, oh man, it would be great to be able to like have a theater of this size filled with with just people to see stand up. So I don't. It was definitely like a cool little like glimpse of what could be. As of now, it's I still just do open mics and bars at like eight o'clock at night on a Tuesday that are, you know, half of them are watching a game or well, it's fine. I love it. <laughs> well, I believe that we're going to see, we're all going to see the first year laborers one of these days. So hang in there and keep doing the good work and, um, and being funny. And thank you for sharing your story at all y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It was great. I, I, it's fun. And by the way, I miss Shreveport. I don't know what the weather's really? like down there, but it sucks up here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the All Y'all Podcast. If you'd like to attend an upcoming All Y'all Live event, boy, do we have news for you. We do. We have got our next live event scheduled. It's going to be held Friday, July 26, 2019 at an event space called RSVP. That's on Uri Drive. It's the former location of Maurice's Bar. 
Now this event isn't gonna be like a normal All Y'all Live event with a theme and all the stories kind of share a theme. This is our second ever wild card event. So anyone who purchases a ticket may have their name called and be asked to come up on stage and tell a short, great, true story. And look, I know that sounds really scary that like you buy a ticket and you might have to get on stage. You can nominate someone else in your party to tell a story or I promise that Chris and I will make you very comfortable telling a story. And at our last live event, we had a bunch of people who really did not want to tell stories and somehow their name got called. And I think those are some of the best stories that have been told at all, y'all. I do too. There's something really wonderful about the um, what happens spontaneously when a storyteller hasn't had time to prepare. Um, it's sort of like a combination between a live storytelling event and a really great house party where everyone's telling the best story that they know. We'll have a cash bar, we'll have live music by the wonderful Nate Treme, and we're just gonna have a great time. Tickets are on sale now at allyallblog.com. Again, the event's on Friday, July 26th at 7.30 p.m. at RSVP on Yuri Drive. Don't forget, you can visit our website, allyallblog.com, where you can stream lots and lots of great episodes from our back catalog. And you can also find them like in the history of your podcast app, too. So if you could use a laugh, I recommend that you look up Monty, Amy Lynn Tremay's story of a truly terrible day on the job at a Bossier City pet store. I mean, what could go wrong? She was working in a Bossier City pet store. It is it, really a funny, funny episode. I don't think I've ever laughed so hard during a recording of an all y'all <laughs> story. Um, if you need a laugh, like so many of us do these days, check out Monty by Amy Lynn in our back catalog. It's it's a blast. And once again, our website is allyallblog.com. Thank you all for listening. This is our 62nd episode 62 and it feels great i'm very excited mm -hmm. and help us celebrate go up to a stranger like next time you're in the grocery store just go up to a stranger and be like do you listen to podcasts <laughs> and they're like yeah be like do you know about all y'all and if they do then you guys can high five but if they don't if you get arrested we have no <laughs> responsibility for what happens uh we cannot pay morris bart's fees for getting you out of jail um, or gordon so no. you are completely taking your um your life and your criminal record into your own whatever hands. it's fine it's fine go subscribe a stranger to the all y'all podcast nice it'll be great stranger. you'll make a friend and it'll be really fun